Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 109 of the Kitchen Stitches podcast. Today is Saturday, October 26th, and it is a, your, here's your, your <laughs> Kitchen Stitches weather update. It is a beautiful fall day, finally, in Houston. It's actually uh, about six, just 60, low 60s here, and, um, it's very pleasant. I'm actually wearing my worsted boxy, which at this point is probably a little too warm for it, but it was perfect this morning. Um, I'm Summer. You can find me everywhere pretty much as Summer Yarns, S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. And I'm on Twitter as Summer Newland, N-E-W-L-A-N-D. Um, and you're welcome to follow me there. I try to be, I don't post there because nobody ever responds. Like I don't have what, on yeah, Twitter? On Twitter. Every once in a while. I follow people, but yeah. I don't really respond to I people. Don't, I, don't, I don't post very often because there's no there's no back and forth, and it's kind of, I feel like I'm, like, shouting into the to the ether. <laughs> so, yeah. but, and I also, because it's my, I'm really, mom went on tangent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't, I, when I created my I used to have three Twitter accounts. I still have, I think I still do have the Summer Yarns account. But um, I decided to kind of rebrand myself all just by my name. And now I really don't like that my Twitter handle is my full name. I feel like I want a little bit more anonymity yeah. than that. Especially having changed jobs. There are some times that I want to comment on things or make comments that I don't really want to be... I mean, you I'm get never... an after dark account is what they call it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably what I do. But then I would really, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm Summer. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie. Uh, Katie B on uh, Ravelry, Katie B KT on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I do have my Instagram locked down, so if I can tell that you are a knitter or crochet or yarn person, crafter, um, I will follow you back. Unless you're a weird, like, 30, 40-something random guy <laughs> who has his account locked with four followers. So, <laughs> I, I don't, I keep getting those. I was, like I, they come in bursts for me. They are bots, for sure. Yeah, I've gotten three or four of them in the yeah. last two weeks, so. Yeah, I'm not looking for love, so, you know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I think... I have got, this is a faux show episode for me. Yay. I've got a ton of finished stuff. So, um, and then I think we've got a little bit of everything today. So I will get started with my finished objects. I, um, if you listen regularly, you know that I switched jobs about two months, actually two months ago today was my first day. Um, and one of the, I don't know if it's upsides or downsides, is that I don't really have a social life at work. It's a small library. Um, I'm management, which, you know, tends to, it's lonely at the top kind of situation. Boundary, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's boundary issues. Um, and also, I, you know, I'm just, it, it's been really busy, so sometimes I'll just go in my office and close the door for lunch. But because I'm not going out, we would go out when I was uh, at my previous job, Katie and I would go out probably two or three times a week, most weeks, and so I didn't have that knitting time. Well, now I'm I'm knitting for probably 30 minutes most days at lunch, so I have actually been able to, oh my gosh, I forgot my sweater! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
most things are that I finished are because I've been able to work on them at work, except for my masterpiece, which I forgot. I'll have to bring it next time just to show you. Yeah. But okay, so speaking of, I finished the Half Moon Tea, which is a colorworks cropped sweater by Dragon Horde Design Dragon Horde Designs. <laughs> Pronounce the D. <laughs> yeah. Using uh, Lazy Cat Yarn Opulence, which is um, a merino silk cashmere in Time and Space, which was a really dark, um, kind of not navy blue, but like a really dark, a deep blue. Dark royally blue. Yeah. And um, two other colors in her Endurance base, which is just a, a merino nylon base. And upgraded, which is a tonal light gray. So it was all lazy cat. Yes. You should take that if we get when we go. Oh, and show is her. she is she gonna? Yeah, oh, I think good. so. Yeah, she helped me pick the colors for yeah. it too. So hopefully she'll remember that. And then amber waves, which is a really nice gold, or kind of a yeah, it's a golden yellow. It's really it's really pretty. Um, the last time we recorded, I had it with me and I was really concerned that my color work was not going to block out nicely because I this was the first real, actually, this is the first stranded color work I had ever done. And it was a little puckered, uh, but it really, it didn't completely block out, but it really did do, it did, um, a pretty good job. It, it lays pretty flat. Um, Modifications I made on that, or really only one modification, I did move the markers on the side so that I had more stitches in the front than on the back to account uh, for a larger bust. Uh, one thing I wish I had done, it has short rows in the back to, um, I guess, I guess it, I, I'm not a, a sweater knitter by like a capital S K. Um, I guess it helps it like so the back will be a little higher oh. on the neck. I'm not really sure, but what it does is it did is form like this weird bump that doesn't lay flat. And I saw some other people had commented on the same thing, so I kind of wish I hadn't included those. But I it was supposed to be knit to six inches below where you uh, the armhole, and I did I don't know how long I didn't measure, but basically until I was. I ran out of the first ball and then I joined the ball for ribbing. Uh, the other thing that other modification I did, uh, it, the pattern has color work on the arms and I just did the blue because I, I, because I had had issues with the puckering and I was already concerned that the sleeves might be too tight. I didn't want, I didn't want to mess with it. So I just, I found some other patterns that people had done that as well. So I just kept the blue it actually looks really, really good. I definitely will need to wear some type of shirt under it, or I really want to find a dress, like a gray dress, or um, maybe like a yellowy, like that, to co coordinate with the gold. But it looks, it looks great, and I really wish I'd brought it. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. Anyway, um, so that was that. I that was a pretty good. Oh no, the other thing. There, the transition from like where you separate for the sleeves, there's like one row of the of the gray, and then when you join, it's not with gray. Even if I had done the color work, it wouldn't have been with gray. 
And the way you, or at least the way I pick up the stitches, I've got, the, I've got this weird gray line oh. underneath. And then on one side, I had huge gaps in my stitches, so I had to do kind of some surgery to make it look nice. So it's a little tighter. So that that's a little funky, but for a first color work, it's really, it's not bad at all. Uh, let's see, what's next? Um, my Halloween socks. These are just a pair of My Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks, which is a free pattern by Elizabeth Suarez. I used Desert Vista Dye Works in Zombodies Eating Candy Corn. And this is self-striping. So you've got candy, candy corn stripes. So you've got the white, orange, and yellow. And then uh, one of a uh, zombie stripe, which is... For her, it's like a uh, variegated, one of them is like a purple base and one of them is like a really, really pale green base with pinks and purples and they turned out pretty good. I like them. What else? Oh, I finished my depth cowl. So this is a pattern by, I don't know how you say her name, Talitha or Talitha Cuomo. It is using the Fiber Seed Sprout DK and the Dirty Seahorse colorway, which is a teal and then a speckled with teals and browns and whites, creams, I guess. So how did you join yeah. that? I joined it. I just did kind of like, um, really kind of like, a, not a blanket stitch. Um, I don't know. You weren't motivated to do Kitchener. I thought around. about doing Kitchener in the round and yeah, I was I still motivated. have a cowl on the needles from like four years ago mm -hmm. that needs Kitchener yeah. in the round. I, I looked up a pattern. <laughs> I didn't have the brain. This week was really uh, intense at work and I just didn't have the mental space for it. So you I can't, just. I mean, you can tell, but you can't tell. Yeah, I mean, well, once you on get this it around side, your... it's, oh, I've got yeah. a big visible seam, but I just put that on the inside. So, what this is uh, takes or uses um, intentional pooling. So the color, so half the skein is the teal, half is the um, the speckled. And by using gauge, you know, changing your gauge or by changing needle sizes, you keep all of the um, all of the solid together, and then all so of the speckled stacks. Yeah. So yeah, it stacks on top of each other, and then you knit a big tube, and then you seam it together. And I really like it. Jimmy actually saw it, and he's like, "What is that? That's really neat." And he put it on, and it actually—I mean, it that could be worn by a, a male, mm -hmm. or if you worry about gender-specific. You know, That's a blue-green. It's yeah, yeah. It's not like it's pink or something. I have another skein of of this. Of it's not it's not the DK version, but I have a. A, a fingering weight version in some pinks that I also got at the same time as this that I will use. I don't know that I'll, I may just let it do what it wants to do, but I'm really pleased with that. It was a, this is, it would spiral figure, at most. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it looks, I've seen some pictures where people have just let it do, and that would, that it'll would still be stack, it'll just spiral. Yeah. But, um, I like that a lot. It was, once I figured out, what I needed to do to shift it back and forth if I needed, you know, if my gauge started wandering. Uh, it was really mindless. It's just knitting in a circle all around and around. Well, and some of that's the yarn shifts a little bit, too. It's, yeah. you know, you can't perfectly right. Right. control. Mm. 
Let's see. Next thing, another pair of socks. These are, um, I used the pattern for the Vanilla Bean, which is by Emily, um, uh, I can't remember her last name, O'Connor or something like that. She had a podcast years ago. It's, um, it's just a self, like a vanilla sock, but when you switch, uh, colors, stripes, you slip stitches so that, um, you've got this neat little slip stitch element. I don't know what you would call that on them. The, I didn't worry about like the heels, so I have a little weird line on both of them. I use the OMG heel. Um, these are very interesting because <laughs> I, I finished I finished one of them August 1st, according to Instagram. And that was, we were actually on vacation. I was in my old job. And then I finished the other one last night and I was binding off and I'm like, this ribbing is really floppy. <laughs> and then I pulled out the other one and I went in, I had to go look at the date to see when I had finished it because I couldn't remember. And clearly I am much more relaxed now that I have changed jobs because my gauge is so loosey goosey that it, it's, it's, and it wasn't an accidental needle change. No, no, it wasn't an accidental needle change. I was just knitting much, much tighter <laughs> in July and August, but uh, they both fit. I mean, it fits just fine when they're on. You can't, you can't tell the difference, but I, that is a really interesting, uh, very visual display of my mental state in the past, how it's changed over the past couple of months. And then I think last but not least, I have my Riley Rose cowl. So I started this a while back. Oh, well, it would have been after. I got the yarn at DFW Fiber Fest yeah. in April. Um, it's so Riley Rose is, cowl is by Jennifer Lassonde. It's kind of a companion pattern to her Riley Rose shawl, and she's also done a hat and did she maybe do mitts or something. I think she's done a hat. Okay, is the other yeah. She might have. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, the colors I use they're all Miss Babs Yummy Toes, and they are in. Calf or Cafe, C-A-P-H, which is this uh, pink color. It's kind of an azalea pink. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that is a flower name or something. It's like, like a really, really bright fuchsia. And then um, Wand Flower is a very pale green with um, speckles of darker green and kind of that same pinky color and hops which is um, kind of a grassy green like with a little bit of a yellow uh, undertone undertone yeah and this is super long but soft, it is really long. soft it is it is really soft that when I blocked it out it just that yarn is really blocking. nice yeah. but um, I need to have a blocking party so I'll put it on Y'all can't see, but Katie it's can like, see. It's like seriously, like it's two feet this long. Is, seriously, it is two feet long, and it's two not and the most long. practical for uh, Houston. For Houston, especially now that I no longer have a a walk to my to the library from the bus. But you know, under a coat, it'll be nice and nice and warm. Like one cold day. In yeah, the house it'll go or with something. us when we go to Santa Fe <laughs> in a couple of weeks. I'll definitely make sure I take it with me because it'll be useful there. But 
it's really nice. And the colors I I used, I think I'm sure I've said this before, but um, I had a picture of the azaleas that bloom by City Hall. And I specifically matched the yarn to the colors in that. So this is my azalea themed cowl. And I think it turned out really great. I'm really, really pleased with it. And then, so that's all my knitting where I do have two skeins of yarn. This one has been washed in, um, whacked, whacked, whatever you call it. The other one has not yet because I finished it during the week, but the, and I haven't labeled either one, but the first one is Brazen Stitchery. The color was Cadbury eggs for breakfast and they're pastel kind of Easter colors, basically. It's got it. This was a uh, Merino bamboo and silk. I, no, Merino bamboo and nylon. So it's got a sheen to it. It's nice and drapey and super soft. Um, I don't remember how much. Actually, I can look and see the yardage on this. I think I have it written down somewhere. It was about 374 yards. And that's really nice. And then the other one is Ice Melon's Stash. And it's Cory Dale. It's a little bit more rustic feeling. Um, it's in the colorway Jane. I don't know what the inspiration is for that. Uh, it's pinks and blues. They're actually the colors. They're not, they're very clearly the same color family. But this one is more, it, um, it reminds me of like Monet colors, kind of. It's got some like periwinkle blue, blue and pink. Yeah. It's more purple, pink, and blue. Yeah. That has, that has more, more green. green in it. Yeah. But um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't washed this one yet, so I'm not completely sure of yardage. It's probably, I got 111 wraps or, you know, times around the um, the Nitty Naughty. So it's going to be in the 200, probably 250, maybe not, two, you know, like 220 to 250 range it's it'll be it'll be a little bit bulkier and that's it that's all of my finished objects i actually have a finished object yay um i finished um on vacation i had taken a hat something easy to pick up um a tread hat by shannon cook so it's a worsted weight beanie that you can add a pom-pom to the end of it. Um, and I just picked something that I had wound in my stash. Tried a skein of Malabrigo, which I think this may be Paris Night. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, my first love, which was uh, Merino worsted. <laughs> Malabrigo Merino worsted. Um, so it's just a textured, um, it does have twisted stitches in it. It's a nice pattern. It's a, it's an easy, nice pattern. I actually have another one of these on the needle that I had started um, back when I knit English um, in round table. So I might go back and pick that up. It's really easy to knit. I thought I might gift this. Um, it needs a slight little bit of block just to... It's snug. Mm -hmm. It's not really tight, but it's just snug enough that I think maybe a, a block would just loosen it a smidge. Yeah. Um, it looks like it would fit a child really well. Except maybe a little too deep, but but the tightness of it. 
Well, it feels tight when you put it on. Yeah. But I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is how I like my hats to fit, other than I would want just a smidge, like, another half an inch to cover the ear. So I think a block, a light block would. That's a nice color. I like that. I like this color. Um, so that's all I have for finished objects. Um, works in progress. I actually, I have been working so hard at netting down my whips that I have kind of almost come to the end of my whip list. And I'm, I'm at a, like, what do I work on? Um, I only brought one of them. Well, now it's time for winter yeah. knitting, so. Right, yeah, so I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to be working on, but... Um, I have picked back up the sweater that I'm knitting for my husband. It's the Fundamental Top-Down mm -hmm. Men's Cardigan by Jen Hagen. I'm using Knit Picks, Wool of the Andes, Worsted, and Icicle Heather, which is kind of a, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a blue, it's kind of a blue-leaning gray, gray-leaning blue. Kind of, yeah. Uh, and it's Heather, so it's got, you know, it's got... If you look really closely at it, it's got blues and purples in some gray. Um, I like the color. I am trying to find the sleeve that I'm working on. I am on the first sleeve. I hate knitting sleeves so much. Um, I am I'm putting a stitch marker for every decrease so I can keep up with it easily. I've got 10 decreases done, and I need to get to 22. Now, granted, it is getting smaller with every decrease. It's just the twist, the turning back and forth. I hate it. I really hate it. But I've been doing. I've been making myself pick it up while we're watching television, and work on it. Otherwise, I'll never knock it out. So yeah, I'm on the first sleeve. I have the other sleeve, and then I'll have to do button band and neck. And I'll be done. Have you had him try it on at all? I think I did. I haven't picked it. This is this week. I think is the first time I've picked it up in months. I think I had him try it on when I first, probably when I separated for the sleeves to make sure that it was going to be. You might have okay. him try it on as you're doing the sleeves. Yeah, Does he definitely. Have big arms or something like um, that. I don't think they are so big that it will be. This will be. I think this will fit. Okay, but yeah. I will have him do Before it. Before you get too much further down where you were yeah, like... Yeah, I should have him do it, but I don't, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, better but yeah. to do it now when you're 11 stitch markers in instead, instead of, of 20 when you're down to yeah. the and you've got to rip all yeah. that back. Yeah, and also his arms might be shorter. Um, he doesn't have super right. long arms, so I might I might be able to cut that a little shorter. But... um. There's that, and then the other only other thing that had been a, that I have ongoing that I have actually worked on since the last podcast is the Fern Lace Shawl by Michelle Dunier. Um, using hand spun from um, Three Waters Farm. I don't remember what the color was. It was two skeins that I applied together, uh, and I don't remember what the colorways were. It was from one of her club shipments probably about three years ago. Um, I have done some on it since the last time I forgot to bring it. I thought about it and then forgot it. Um, I do still, I'm not going to talk about them in depth, but I will mention I do have some still active whips, but I haven't actually, 
I know I haven't worked on them because they were still in the basket that I carried my stuff over <laughs> from the last time we podcast. So, uh, then I'm, well, this, this one actually, these were in, um, no, they were in there. I haven't, I haven't worked on them. Another pair of my knitted heart vanilla socks by Elizabeth Suarez using knitted wit yarn in Big Bend National Park. And the Knot Garden Shawl by Very Busy Monkey. I'm using Shalimar, Breathless, and Gunmetal. And then the Happy Half Moon by Susan Ashcroft using Chasing Rabbits, Fern, and Gossamer. So the Fern, uh, actually, yeah, Fern, I think, is the Merino Nylon. And Gossamer is a Merino, uh, the mohair. mohair Silk in the Indigo colorway, which is a, a blue that's actually quite similar to what I made my sweater out of and I like I said I haven't worked on any of those since the last podcast but now that I have gone through all of my other whips they will probably make another appearance in my lap at some point um I well we'll get to that in casting on um and then spinning I'm currently spinning a braid of unwind yarn company which she does not dye fiber anymore so this is a, a cherished braid uh it's her Polworth and Come Little Children, which is one of her Halloween colorways. Um, unintentionally, I didn't, it just happened to be the next one that I was going to spin. But it is actually a really pretty, and I, I meant to actually bring one of the nests that I have wound up. Um, it's got grays and kind of pinky purples and mauves. It's, it's very, it's like a really subtle colorway. It's going to be really pretty. I will bring that next time when it's finished. And that is it. So I'm still not knitting a ton, but um, why is this not staying open? Um, so for whips, I started... Um, was it last weekend? It was actually really nice on Saturday and Sunday, or at least one of the days. So my happy place is sitting on my patio knitting. Um, so I sat outside for a couple hours and started a hat. Um, so I started an open road hat by Casey Day Crozier, who is Tangerine Designs. Um, it's just a beanie and or you can make it slouchy. I'm, you use a DK weight. Um, I'm using a uh, Suburban Stitcher in Happy Accident, which is kind of like a, was, yeah. a purple, pale purple, lilac-y purple with um, darker speckles of purple and gold in it. Or at least this particular skein of it is. Um, so it has like a center panel, kind of like if you're familiar with barley, mm -hmm. um, it has a panel kind of like that of um, twisted or slip stitches. Um, it's kind of hard to tell in this yarn actually because of the, the speckles and stuff. Yeah. But I think once you wear it, you might be able to tell better. Probably. I think um, it'll probably stretch out a little bit. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. If nothing else, it just looks looser. Right. So it doesn't jump out. If you look at like her finished objects of the two or three that people have made, it doesn't stand out. But um, I don't care. 
So I'm, what, a third of the way through that. Um, that's a hat. Um, oh, I did finish my big corner-to-corner -corner blanket that I had started previously. Um, that ended up probably being full or queen size. Mm -hmm. A lot bigger than I thought it would be. I got to get a handle on corner to corner. I love doing it, but it's just I don't understand because it's knit sideways or asymmetric mm -hmm. how to gauge how to make it big. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it turned out a lot bigger than I thought. But then, um, I don't know, I just don't have the brain space to follow complicated things. So it's just easier to pick up something like that that I can pick up and put down. Because, you know, my cat ignores me until the minute I get out the yarn and he wants to lay in my lap then. That has been happening with me a lot too, which is most of my finished objects are things that I've been working on at work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's not comfortable to knit in my recliner anymore because of the, because now I, um, knit continental. So it's just ergonomically not comfortable. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel comfortable. Right. But crochet is fine. So, um. I like to sit on my butt and watch TV. <laughs> so, um, I started another little square. I thought I would make another, like the size of a chair cushion. Mm -hmm. Cause my cats like to sit on the chairs in the front, in the front room. Um, so I thought I would make Abby a, you know, two foot by two foot thing. Just cause that's yeah. an easy chair pad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because she likes to lay on the one that I had made a long time for nerd, a long time ago for Nerd Wars, and then when Dave had Dave crochets, my husband um, made this like star blanket or whatever, and that's on my big fancy chair in there, and they like to lay on that. So, is that the turtle one? That he no, made? that oh. one's upstairs. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, we don't. That's on the back of the couch. Um, so I started another corner-to-corner -corner blanket, or it'll just be like a two-by-two. Two. And then at work I have a cannonball hat, um, which is like a broken rib hat. Uh, I like that pattern. It's an easy pattern um, by Erin Hartman. And I'm using Plucky Knitter Sweater in Old Copper, which is a coppery blue-green. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all. That's all I've really worked on. Yeah. I need to get motivated to get in my yarn room to find the one skein of yarn I need to finish my boogie woogie wrap. <laughs> because I have three more skeins of it. I just don't know where it's at, and I don't really want to spend thirty bucks to buy another skein because you know then I'll magically find it. Right, that is what will happen. Yeah. I've also, I forgot, I've also been working on my two scrappy blankets. Um, I'm trying to put more, <laughs> uh, so what I, I mean, I almost always work on those on Sundays. It's like scrappy Sunday kind of thing. I'll, it's in my head, I will do that. But they're never, ever going to get finished if I only put one square on a week. <laughs> I've gotten... Because you've been working on that one I've been for working, like seven years. Yeah. The, Laura's for... The, yeah, that one I started her junior year, and she has graduated from college. That's five years. So, yeah. Um, 
And it actually, it, if I had kept it the size, if I had been okay with it having, I decided to square it off instead of having the jagged edges. If I had done that, I probably would be done with it. Right. But because I decided to square it off, I suddenly ended up with hundreds of squares that I needed to add on to it. <laughs> so it's the never-ending blanket. But I, uh, I've been trying to pick it up um, at least a few times a week and put a square on, which will, um, it will, it will speed it up a little bit. I also have, um, I have an advent calendar coming from um, Unwind Yarn Company this year so all 24 of those will go into the blanket and you know anytime I finish a fingering product project that goes directly into the blanket and then all of those leftovers go into a bag then I'm putting those into a granny stripe blanket which goes it's again I did math on that one and it'll be a long time before that, before that's yeah, finished but too but it seems to go so much faster and it's get, easier to pick up and put down. And, that is true, and but I, you know, I'm getting about them. a. I can I, I can't crochet for too terribly long because it starts hurting my hands oh, and my shoulder. Or actually, it's really my shoulder that will hurt. I'm sure something about the way I net it uses. I, I don't know or crochet. It. I don't know if it's just that I hold it stiff. Because well, you have that issue when you yeah. cross stitch too. Yeah, it's very similar. It's an ergonomic thing. Yeah, then. yeah. So they're both going slowly, but I'm not in any hurry on either one of them at this point. I might finish the the mitered square one, and that might be something that goes to my son and their fiance when they get married next year. And I mean, I've never told them. Uh, Laura, that it was for her. So she's not standing there. Right. Going, it's, you know, it's, I have never, and I know she doesn't listen to this. So, you know, it's not something that, um, it's, you know, and right. it may, and I don't think it's a good idea for it to end up on my bed because the cats will destroy it. Yeah. And the same thing, actually, if it went to Laura, her cat is definitely a chewer of, of nits. Yeah. So, it will probably be best to send it <laughs> with the boy. But, um, so yeah, those are still ongoing projects. Uh, casting on soon, my husband told me yesterday that one of his coworkers had her baby. And I don't know why I had, this isn't, I don't, I think I've met her once or twice. Uh, she and her husband actually own a brewery. I don't know if it's an actual brewery. It's called Great Heights Brewing Company. They serve beer. I don't know that they they don't brew beer, as far as I know. But, uh, so I've met her. We've done trivia there a few times. And I think I've met her once or twice there, and that's about it. But he has worked relatively closely with her. She took over the um, quiz bowl team that he had been doing for years when he started grad school this year. So there, I feel like she's she's baby gift worthy. Uh, so I'm trying to decide what to do. She just had the baby. I was thinking of making a pumpkin hat. But by the time she gets it, Halloween will be over. And I know I mean, pumpkins are not just Halloween, but I think I would prefer to give something with a little bit more um, lasting. Right. Uh, yeah. So I haven't decided. That was just yesterday. So it's in, it's on my radar. I'll probably decide on something today. I might just do another, just like a generic hat 
or maybe hat and booties or something like that. Um, I also am going to cast on, well, I've finished almost all of my socks now. So it's time to cast on a new pair. Um, we went to Austin last week and my friend Denise asked me for a pair of socks, which, you know, I am, I, I like making socks and I have more socks than I can use. I always like to have a pair on the needle. So if someone asks me specifically for a pair, I am not likely to say no. Um, I don't generally, I do knit for other people, but I don't, you know, if it's a coworker who asks me, that's different than a, a good friend. But she's also extremely knit worthy. She was telling me, you know, she still has the socks that I made her for her birthday a few years ago. And I had given her a shawl that I had knit that she said she wears all the time. I gave her a hat. And again, she, she just, she clearly, she wears the things she, you know, talks positively about them. So she's extremely noteworthy. So she was, we actually, we had gone to Old Navy and she was looking for a pair of hot pink, hot pink socks. She is, she does improv and she also plays music for some other shows. I'm not sure exactly what she, which one she was doing for, but she really wanted a pair of hot pink socks. And so we looked on a Leading Men Fiber Arts mm -hmm. site and I had her pick one of their pinks. So she picked Prom Queen. And that should be here Monday. And when it gets here, I'll cast on something for her. Since that's a solid or like a, a semi-solid, I'll probably actually choose something with a pattern to give to keep some interest in it. But um, I'm not sure what yet. And then I'm just itching to cast on something else, but I don't know what right now. I'm, you know, the things that I have that are still on the needles are have been on the needles forever oh okay one is a sock the not garden shawl actually it requires a pattern and i usually watch podcasts on my ipad and my patterns are on my ipad so unless we're watching something if i'm watching something with my husband and don't need my ipad i can work on that but otherwise it's limiting um so Why i feel you like on your phone because it's small. Yeah, but it's for me, it's more about the sound. And I mean, I'm not like, yeah. I'm not riveted at, at everything. Because I'm doing. a creature of habit. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I, I mean, if I'm home by myself, I will actually stream them to the television. Yeah. And it's not a problem. But my son's usually home. And I don't know why I'm self-conscious about it. But eh, weird things. But so there's that. I just kind of want something. I don't know. Something... I think I just want something new. And I really want to, I need to work on that happy half moon shawl, but it's, it's kind of boring. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Um, let's move on to acquisitions. And I somehow have ended up with all the yarn. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but, uh, I've got, this month's uh, yarn from Suburban Stitcher for her National Parks Club. This is the uh, Hudson River Valley National Heritage Area in honor of Rhinebeck, I assume. Um, and it's uh, very autumny. It's got the like 
orange is kind of a rusty orange and well i've got orange and then like a rusty color yeah. and kind of a charcoal gray and some it's not natural but it's like a really pale like brownish um it's very it's very fall colors mm -hmm. and then when we were in austin i fell down because i <laughs> uh, destination yarn posted or I think I got an email one of her newsletters and she had um, her colorway fall run in stock which is another autumny color it's got this one is more it has more colors it's got reds and oranges and some greens and teals and yellows it's very much fall leaves um, I'm pretty sure that is the same base as this it looks very similar and that would make a really nice fade of some kind i think it's maybe not because of the reds and i don't know i mean yeah you could use it as a fade you're just not going to have a lot of differentiation yeah i don't know you would have to wind it up because there's a lot of red in this yeah. so you would definitely tell there's two different yarns yeah. there but there's also a lot of gold in this that you're not That's getting. That's true. So, yeah, I don't know. And they probably won't end up being the same in the same pattern, but they might be. Um, it's really pretty. I really like her Passport, which is a sock yarn. But she didn't have this available in that, so I chose the DK. And then last week was Heidi Undead Yarns' 50th birthday. And she had a sale. Happy birthday, Heidi. She had a sale, and everything in her shop was 50% off. And I took advantage, and I ordered a skein of her Wicked on the uh, Vampiri base. And it's also very fall. Mm -hmm. But it's this is kind of, it's got more, much more green. It's kind of a green, light, like a pale green base with orange, uh, like an orange and brown wash. I think I don't I don't dye yarn so I don't know the I don't know the terminology and I left the little orange spider oh. <laughs> on there because I thought that was really cute so I really I've always I've got a couple of things out of this base I really it's really soft so although I mean it is very soft the one pair I have are my skews I used out of that and I have washed them so many times now that the superwash you know, some superwash has a coating on it, and some has been descaled. I think is the difference. And after you've washed it so many times, they will start to felt, and they they've started to felt. But that's nothing to do with the yarn dyeing or anything. Right. That's just how it ha that just happens. But this is super soft. Okay, and then the last thing that I have in hand is lollipop yarn. I just happened to go check her shop for some reason, and she had some. Her stuff hmm. can be hard to get. I haven't tried to get her in a long. I have a couple balls of her things, but and I actually just, haven't met with yeah, it. She happened to have uh, one of her self-striping. I think this was the only one that was available, but it was a really pretty. It's called it's Christmas Pass, so it's self-striping, and. It's got kind of a burgundy and like a tonal gray and it's like a, kind of a gold, like a, like a 
darker gold, like with a, all of it seems to kind of have like a black overwash. I think. Yeah, it's um, um yeah, it's like a gold it's, with a with yeah. an overwash on it. Yeah, and then kind of a teal green, and it came with a um, contrast, a ball of contrast in that same burgundy. Yeah, so that'll be pretty. And then I already mentioned that I have coming um, the leading men fiber arts prom queen. And in exchange for making her socks, Denise bought me a skein of yarn from there at the same time. So I got Trapdoor, and that is actually not on its way yet because their stock was wrong and they didn't actually have it. Mm. So that is being dyed for me and will go in the mail when it's finished. This yeah. was last week, so they were at Rhinebeck, and I think there was another show that because they, you don't have any they I think they're yarn. at SAF. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is fine. <laughs> like, I don't need to. I don't need to cancel. I'm not in any hurry. Right. But, um, and that was a speckled. I don't remember what colors, but. I still mm. don't think I've actually used any of my leading one fiberts that I have. I think the only thing, the only one I have used is not sock yarn. I think I, I know I knit a shawl and I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of my favorites, but I use their worsted in uh, purple rain it's that really pretty purple. Yeah. I got com so yeah. many comments on the color. Yeah. Um, and I still wear that a lot. But yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of sock yarn because I did the um Their, the color of the yeah, month. Yeah. Not this past year, but year last year. Mm -hmm. Is that last year? I think actually this year I'm gonna buy the minis. You know, they they always do oh, the, the collection the at the end yeah. of the year. Because that will also be uh Schemes that I can put into my blanket. That's the other thing about the blanket is I'm almost out of sock yarn scraps. Um, and I think I'm just going to have to start re reusing some. And it's, it's not a big deal that they will be separated, but I've been trying to use yarn. I mean, because you don't, I could always cake up some of what I already have and then use. You know, it's only it only takes about three grams per square. It's not good but for yarn it is. That's why I, I'm finding that with yeah. some stuff that I've had wound for a long time that it takes the stretch out, or it gets too stretched out. What did I started? Wow, was it this? I know something I pulled out and it was kind of kinky. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so yeah. So that I don't know. It does, that doesn't matter anyway. But I will. I mean, the grand scheme, you know, it's not like I'm knitting to design or something where it's critical. I'm knitting accessories. Right. You know, so. My gauge is so wonky anyway right now. Um, apparently mine is too. <laughs> um, events upcoming, I have one here possibly, but I think we have decided for sure that we're going to go to East Texas Fiber Fest. Um, that is actually the week. After I will be, we're going to, uh, my husband and I are going to Santa Fe for the weekend using, uh, we had some points that were going to expire. So we took advantage of a long weekend and are, are going to Santa Fe. But the next weekend is East Texas Fiber Fest. We have not booked a hotel yet because I just haven't. <laughs> um, if you're going to be there, that we would love to see you. I know, um. I've heard a couple people are going to be there. I think Heidi said maybe you're going, she's going. I hope so. I'd love to see her. 
Um, but I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of leading men fiber arts, they are going to be there this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. I need so, to look at that vendor list again. I kind of looked one day when I was killing time. and Yeah, I, me too. I got busy or distracted. So. Yeah, I think a lot of the vendors are ones that we have seen at other Texas shows. But, but there's a few extra ones yeah. in there that yeah. you don't get to see all the time. Right. So, so um, I'm looking forward to that. I don't need more yarn. <laughs> I don't either, but... Yeah. I think the idea or for me is to pick a project and then maybe just pick yarn for that project. Yeah. Then you have something that kind of, then you're, cause I want to support people and it's, it is fun to come home with stuff, but I don't you yeah. know, really need another skein of yarn. Yeah. But if I'm buying it for a specific project, I really want to make a Jody shawl mm-hmm. and I keep buying yarn thinking that it'll go together or whatever. And then, but I really want to use Happy Accident, but I need to pick two other colors to go with that. So, and I really like this base, so I'm hoping Diane will be there. So oh, that's I'm right. I can see her yarn, because I want to see it in person where I can lay it out and move it around mm-hmm. and get suggestions, you know. I mean, yeah, I have tons of stuff upstairs, but... Um, you know, she's familiar with that pattern and stuff. So, you know what I wish? I wish that I had realized that those that companion pass for Southwest was going to expire, and we could have gone to Rhinebeck. Oh, <laughs> not that this is a terrible time as a, for work wise, but yeah. that would have been so much fun. Well, if I you get one next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I actually, that's something, I think it is. Or stitches it or something is, That's like definitely that. one of those things now that is not, like, I really want to do. And it doesn't seem so far, like, far-fetched. Yeah. Um, now, that said, I've started a new job and I lost all of my vacation time. So, uh, there is that. <laughs> yeah. but, um, in the kitchen, I do actually have a couple of little things to talk about this time. The first is like super easy dinner ideas. I, I don't even know. I think I was on Pinterest for something else and happened to see this and it looked so easy and it is really easy. It's just taking the packaged ramen and cooking ramen. Don't use the seasoning packets, so you're just cooking the needles. And then there are a couple of recipes that I've tried that have different sauces for them. And I can put a link, or if you, you could go to Pinterest and probably search ramen and you'll find them. But one, they're like, it literally takes about five minutes to cook because it only takes about three minutes to cook ramen. Yeah. And then they're just, it's like soy sauce and like one of them was soy sauce and sriracha and sesame oil, maybe. And probably maybe there's something else in there too. And you just toss the noodles with it, and it was so good. And the other one was a Thai one, so it had peanut butter and soy sauce and sriracha again. And they were both, they're just, like, if you need something for a quick and easy dinner, that is, you cannot get much easier than that. And then the other thing was a strawberry cake. I'm, I probably talked about strawberry cakes multiple times, but uh, my that's my daughter's favorite cake. And her birthday, excuse me, was um, on the 9th. And we celebrated last weekend. And she wanted a strawberry cake. So Sally's Baking Addiction won again. 
And the re this particular recipe was a little different because um, you actually, you puree the strawberries and then cook them down. So you have this, like a really thick strawberry concentrate. It looked like tomato paste. So that kind of, that consistency. And then you mix that into the batter. And it was, it was a really good cake. And I did just a vanilla buttercream and got fancy and like put sprinkles on it in a pattern and put strawberries. I was, I'm not the best cake decorator, but, and this certainly didn't look in any way professional, but it was, it was pretty and it tasted good. And, uh, I will always, I mean, Sally's recipes are, I, they're the only time I've ever made some that I didn't like in her cookie book. She has some, um, like healthy recipes and those were not very good. <laughs> it's like what's the point? What's the point? So uh but everything else I've I've made of hers is just really, really good. But um yeah, so um reading and watching, I'm gonna let you talk for a moment. It doesn't seem like I've read anything but um Um, let's see. Because it's been like four or six weeks since we recorded. It's been about a month, yeah. I think. Um, I am currently reading uh, Serpent and Dove by Shelby Morin. I'm not sure Maher how you would say Maherin, that. Maherin, maybe? Maherin. M-A-H-U-R-I-N. Um, it's a YA fantasy romance. Fantasy some romance that came out um it was released in early September and um I'm really liking it there were parts of it I don't like um it's YA fantasy so I was a little spacey the first couple of pages so I missed a little bit of stuff but um the girl oh god I can't remember her name now is um a witch and so she's run away to hide because she's supposed to be sacrificed so that her people the witches can rise to power and take over so she ran away and has been in hiding for the lot i you don't know exactly how old she is so i'm assuming it's well she's over 16 um, so it's been a couple years that she's been living on her own with some other people, um, as a thief and whatever. And so she gets in a situation where she wants to go steal this ring that has power for the witches. And, um, there's these people called Chaucers who are like witch killers. And so she causes a scene and then ends up having to marry a Chaucer. Hmm. <laughs> um, so I really like it so far. I'm about three fourths of the way through it. The only problem I have are some of the, the writing a little bit is, um, so she's obviously a late teen, early twenties. So, the language, 
I don't have a problem with cuss words. It's the, you have all this serious dialogue and serious storyline, and then you're like throwing cuss words over you. You know, then, oh, then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like there's a little, a little like, disjointed. Yeah, thing. that's probably the, but you know, of course, I know people are like that though too in real life. Um, there is sex in the book. Um, but I, no, I like it so far. So, um, I, I don't know. I feel like I've read something else. There's probably a romance in there or something, but that's all I've got that I hadn't talked about from last time. I, uh, oh, I read the, oh, I forgot what I read. I read, I didn't put it down. Um, for some reason I felt like reading a Prince biography. Oh, well, Purple Rain was on one night. I love, uh-huh. I'm a child of the 80s. Prince is probably my number one thing, is Prince. Especially Purple, the Purple Rain album. And so, you know, I was really upset when he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember crying, because it was like a Wednesday. I remember yeah. crying on the way home, because I used to work Wednesday nights. Um... And for some reason, I flipping channels one night and I caught the last 15, 20 minutes of Purple Rain. And I'm like, I feel like reading a biography. And for being such a fan or love of his music, I honestly never knew he was married. He was actually married twice. Hmm. Never knew that he had a child. The child died, like, right after he was born. Um, So... Somewhere along the lines between the movie and that, I had seen that there was a book written by his first wife. I think you say her name, Maidy, M-A-Y-T-E or something like that, Maidy Garcia. Um, So I read her book, it's like the most beautiful one or something like that. Um, The writing wasn't the best, and I granted it's, you know, her writing this six months to a year after Prince died. At that point, they had been divorced for, like, eight or ten years. Um, So, it's written in a perspective. Plus, you know, she respects the husband-wife relationship, so you don't get the intimate, intimate details. Um, And, you know, she does make Prince come sound... Like, not a creeper. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's, like, our age or my age a year or two younger, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, 44 to 46 in that age range. Um, so, when they first started dating and being together, she was, like, 16, 17. Oh. That's about when Prince really... Well, no, Prince was started being bigger a little bit before that. But... Um, they, he would, you know, call her to come over and hang out and yeah. stuff like that. But until she turned 18, nothing, you know, the way she writes it, nothing inappropriate happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very interesting in how she talked about, and that was part of it too, is she talked a lot about how their friendship not a lot about like their actual married life mm-hmm. and it was about but it was about being part of the band and the group and videos and then kind of getting cut off from him 
when he moved on to another woman. Because mm-hmm. um, they both had a really hard time after their son died. And so it was an interesting book. Like I said, the writing wasn't the greatest. And it kind of left you wanting more details, especially from someone who was his spouse. Mm-hmm. But she respected, you know, respected that. And I think there was, you know, still a lot of respect for him and the family and and whatnot. So, I don't know. It was interesting. I think I gave it three stars. Mm-hmm. I, um, one thing... I one thing I gave up by changing jobs was my bus ride, which was my devoted reading time. Um, I don't think I I probably haven't read more than like ten to fifteen minutes in one setting in two months, just because I fall asleep as soon as I mean I. A couple of days ago, I couldn't even get through a couple of paragraphs before I was falling asleep. So I have uh, really transitioned to audiobooks, which is fine. I um, I had before I was in my previous job, I my the job before that, I also was driving and had a commute, so I had listened to lots and lots of audiobooks at that point. So I'm just kind of transitioning back. Um, so I the plus side of that is that I get through them faster than I, I listen to them faster than I would read them. So I am making it through more. So I finished. And days. you have to stay awake. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do have to stay awake. <laughs> yeah. Driving. <laughs> and it really does make that, it really makes, my commute's not too bad anyway. It re, it's about 45 minutes and traffic is not, it's not bad. I can put on cruise control, which is crazy. <laughs> this is just crazy. Yeah. But, um, it's not, it's not bad, but it does make it better. And like, I was listening to one of the books that I'm going to talk about on the way up here and I looked up, I'm like, Oh wait, I'm already at my exit. <laughs> it's yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. But I finished Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That's what I was listening to the last time we recorded. That book is so good. I really, really enjoyed it. And the audio, I, I really, I really, I haven't read the print, but I really think it lends itself very, very well to an audiobook. It's like a rockumentary. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's really good. I, I liked, I liked it a lot and highly recommend it. This was when, this is not a book that I thought I would like. I actually had the physical book. I had used it as a test for something last year. You know, we're testing something in the system and I had put a hold on it to see how it behaved. I don't remember what I was looking for, but, um, <laughs> totally snorted <laughs> uh, but it ended up on my desk and I started to read it and I looked at it and I'm like I don't know this doesn't really sound like me it's like it sounded like it was going to be like sex drugs and rock and roll kind of thing and it really I mean there was there was definitely drugs and rock and roll not as much sex but um it, it didn't matter it was it was listening to it, it was fabulous definitely that's probably my favorite book I've read, listened, read slash listened to this year. And then I also finished Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adigami. Uh, this one I had actually bought the physical book when we were traveling over the summer. We went to a bookstore and it's one I wanted to read. It's a YA book um, and it's been on awards lists and I had wanted to read it. 
and then I bought it, and it's a chunk, you know, big door stopper. Yeah, door stopper, and I um, I just couldn't get through it. I I got I actually got through more than I thought I had. I was probably a quarter of the way through it, and I just it was I was having the hardest time, and I knew it was something that I'd really enjoy, but I I just it, it was just too hard to read it. So I checked it out. Um, if you really want instant gratification, get a Pasadena library card and check out our Access 360 because nobody else does. And so we've got a lot of, we have a, a lot of options for your bestsellers that you can download immediately. Um, anyway, um, so that was a, it was a good plan. I got through listening to it. I think I gave it four stars. Um, it is really an allegory for Black Lives Matter. If, I mean, that's it. And it's that, like the author's note at the end. I mean, she basically says it. I don't know if she specifically says Black Lives Matter, but it is. Um, so the main character is called a, uh, what is she called? A diviner. That's what they, they call them diviners. They were not a race, but like a sub, a segment of the population who used to be able to perform magic. And the, um, the royal family, the king had taken magic away. Like, um, I don't actually, don't know if they ever actually said how they took it away, but they, they was like, genocide basically of these diviners mm -hmm. and uh they i think basically adults maybe that's what it was so maybe only the adults were able to perform magic or something so they only left the children who hadn't yet learned i'm not exactly sure about that part but it was you know, horrible you know raid where so many people were killed and um it's interesting i said it's black lives matter but this is is set in like a kind of a fantasy African community, obviously with magic, if you've got magic. But so these were actually, you know, these were the same. This wasn't like a racial thing. This was more of a class thing, but it was the same, telling the same story of, you know, how this particular group of people were persecuted and um, suppressed and how they were trying to get their power back and, um, resisting and it was it was very good and it was very I mean definitely you know as I'm reading it I'm like oh I see what she's doing and then she specifically said in the end that's you know that she wrote it after you know some of the um, like um, Philando Castile and um, Tamir Rice and all of these others mm -hmm. that have made you know this the news. So she based it on their experience. So it was really good. There is the first in a series. I have not read any of the others in the series yet. Um, I'm currently reading Baby Teeth by Zoya Stage. Z-O-J-E. That's how you, that's spelled. This book. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm going to tangent, but do you remember the video that Fred showed? At the staff meeting, I was not there when Saima just said that the girl wants to murder the father. Like she, 
I'm sorry, guys. So, the okay, so there's a little girl. Yes, there's a, this. So there's this this video that was sort of viral earlier. I guess it was last year of this little girl sitting on the stairs and she's talking to her mom about how everybody needs she's to like get along. You need to bring it down to the middle. And like, there's this whole thing. It's very cute. It's very funny. And our coworker said. Uh, well, Siri, I'm not sure I understand either. Um, our co-worker said, Matt had made up this whole story about how really this little girl was protecting daddy and she wanted to murder mommy. And all he was we're like, okay, here's the deep, dark side of this person. Well, she had read this book. And that's actually, so the, in the book, there's a little girl, she is about seven years old, or she is seven years old, and she is, um, selectively mute. I mean, like, by choice. She doesn't speak, um, except when she decides to take on this alter person, alter ego of this a girl that was burned for witchcraft in the you know 1600s or whenever and starts speaking really creepy things to her mother in French <laughs> I mean that's the only part of it but she basically she really really loves her daddy and her mom has her mom is just, she's homeschooling her because she wouldn't behave. She was doing terrible things at schools and kept getting kicked out of schools. And so she's kind of at the end of her patience and she loses her patience and she can be, you know, she's not a bad mom, but she, you know, she's like any mom who gets fed up. But the little girl sees her as mean mommy and mm -hmm. she thinks She's jealous of the relationship mommy has with daddy, and so she wants to kill mommy. <laughs> and um, and it sounds really creepy, and it is pretty creepy, but it is really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. I am uh, probably 30 minutes away from finishing it. I should finish it on my way home. Um, but I, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it because it just sounds it's so dark. And it is, and I really wonder, I, I'm at the point, I'm like, okay, what's happened in this last 30 minutes? But, um, it's, it's, it's creepy in a way, and it's, but it really, it's, it's just, it's sad, because she can't express herself, or won't express herself, and there's so much miscommunication. But there's also, clearly, some, uh, mental health issues. I mean, yeah. she's probably, you know, she's probably, uh, she's probably a psychopath. And it's just, I don't know, it's really good. If you enjoy dark books, I would, I definitely would recommend this one. I'll probably give it four stars and not five just because some of the dialogue, so it's told from the perspective of the mom and from the daughter in alternate chapters. And some of the language that the seven-year-old uses, not cussing, not, she's not cursing, but it, well, she does curse a couple of times, but it's just words that are way too big. And this is coming from, my daughter was very precocious and had a very large vocabulary at a very young age. Um, I can remember, you know, times when she said something, things to other adults that they were like, 
you know, what? This is coming from a five-year-old? So I do know that that, that that happens. But there were there were words. I'm like, that is not, you know, this. And I know the point is to kind of um, get you in the little girl's head. I mean, really, these were the words they probably would use. But, it, but occasionally she would use language a seven-year-old would use and then throw in these big words. And that is a little off-putting. But right. other than that, it's really, really good. I like it a lot. I'm also reading a book called Friends of the Library by Susan Cushman. This book is not very good, but it's just not, it's kind of clean. There's something about it, but it is, um, the author visited 10 Friends of the Library groups across Mississippi. And then these are short stories based on the towns that she visited. And there, I... I'm from Mississippi, and, you know, a couple of the towns I have spent time in. So it's it's more, you know, I'm reading it because I can relate to the area. But the writing is just kind of like, oof. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how do you write something like that anyway? Because it's all anecdotal. Right. And they're more short stories. It's like, I, it's written as if this was a real something that happened. But if I know that they're short stories. I'm like, it would be better to just write a book about these different towns and their friends of the library groups rather than try to make a short story about them. Right. It's just that they're, the writing doesn't feel um, authentic or something. And she, this woman's from Mississippi, but I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it widely if you want to read something specific, like if you are from Mississippi and you think you would enjoy it. I don't know. Mom, if you are listening, one of the stories is set in Eupora, which is about 20 minutes from where my mom lives. You might enjoy it, but um, it's, it's just okay. I don't even remember where. I think I saw it mentioned on Twitter by somebody. I have mixed feelings about short stories, too. Well, okay. I have mixed feelings about novellas mm -hmm. or short story romance short stories are a different thing because there's some like Curtis Settenfeld had a short story collection come mm -hmm. out that was really good um I'm not generally a big fan of short story collections. I don't yeah it depends what it is I prefer my stuff to be full length <laughs> yeah yeah um as far as what I'm watching we are still watching the Great British Baking Show that one, I th I'm sure I mentioned, and if you watch it, you know that this season they're actually releasing them weekly instead of all at once. So it's been kind of nice. That's been our, our Friday nights. Most weeks have been sitting and watching the latest episode. We uh, Next week will be the last, is the final episode. So I have not enjoyed it as much as some of the other seasons. Like, I don't. I'm having a hard time remembering some of the characters' names and that kind of stuff. Squirrel. I guess it's a squirrel. The crazy yeah. squirrel time. Um, anyway, but I, I am. I, I always like this. I've also, I didn't put it down here, but we signed up for Sling so that we could watch, well, signed up for it so we could watch the World Series, which is on Fox, which we don't need to pay for. <laughs> uh, but... I also signed up for it so I could watch Food Network because they were having all of these Halloween themed mm -hmm. shows. So I have we've been watching a bit of that too. Well, you know, Alton Brown came back on too. I did. With, That's with, another one I need. Eats. Right, yeah. I forgot. So there's and like I, thirteen episodes yeah. of Good Eats. Yeah. So I need. I want to watch those too. But um, we actually went to. I went to Dallas for a conference, a couple of day conference, a couple of weeks ago, and sat in the hotel and watched Food Network. 
So, um, we also finished watching the Ken Burns country music series. That was fantastic. Um, even if you're not a big fan of country music, it was just so informational. I love his stuff. I learned so much about, um, Johnny Cash and Hank Williams. It was just, it was really good. Um, highly, highly recommend that. And then I'm looking forward to the new season of Jack Ryan, which is coming out on Amazon Prime. The hiccups. Uh, November 1st, I think, is when that mm. when that drops. We It took us a little while to get into the first season, but when it was finished, I immediately wanted more. It was That was really good. Um, I guess that is it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, hopefully we'll be back in about a month. Until then, we hope you all have a great month. <laughs> Enjoy your knitting. Bye. Bye.